Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So hello and welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. We have finally returned for the start of the new season. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me as we get ready to gear up for Saturday evening's opening game against Sheffield Wednesday and of course the season ahead. First up we've got Mr Nathan Mother Nath. How's your summer been? How are you? Living the dream mate. Good to be back. Yeah. It feels like it's been feels like, it feels like ages ago. It, like proper. I mean obviously we've had the uh... The Euros, where we was nearly coming home, and then, um, yeah, it just seems like ages. Obviously, I speak to you boys all the time, but it just seems like ages since I've actually... It's just weird. just weird. We spent all summer saying it's coming home, it's coming home, when really we've spent the last 18 months in our home, and still still nothing's turned up. But yeah, good to hear your voice. And also joining us here, uh, well, it didn't come home to Wales, did it, Tom Wallin? Uh, it was a little bit further away from Wales, but yeah, not not by much. Yeah, but the argument is it's because the games were too far away, and we'll, we'll hear from a man who had that very argument later on in the show. Well, great to hear both of your voices. We are, of course, looking ahead to the start of the League One season. Narrowly missed out on the playoffs last year. We go again under Nigel Atkins and Thomas Sangar. We look to try and make... Uh, this a promotion season. Uh, we'll discuss whether we think we actually have a chance of doing that uh, later on in the show. We will, of course, hear from the man himself, Nigel Atkins. We're going to hear uh, from Chris Gunter on the show. And, of course, we want to hear from you guys as well. Uh, you've uh, sent in your emails, your thoughts on the uh, business we've done in the transfer window on how we're set up for the season. Uh, a little bit on, on, on a musical interlude that's popped up during the summer as well. So, uh, yeah, loads to get our teeth into. I mean, let, let's dive straight into it, Tom. Obviously, you know, season ahead... Uh, we've made some signings, not made perhaps as many signings as, as people would have hoped for. Um, how do you assess our chances this season? Do, do you think we're going up? Do you think we're short? I mean, comparatively to the rest of the, the, the division, where are we? Uh, yeah, obviously it's hard hard predicting before the season's even kicked off. But I think if I had to put my money somewhere, I think we're probably around those playoff positions. Uh, there are teams who've obviously put a lot more money into strengthening than we have. But I think you could argue those teams have had to. I think they've maybe lost a few more than we have as well. So in terms of our recruitment, I'm pleased with the players we've got in. I think there's quality in, in pretty much every player we've signed. I don't think we've done enough business, and I'm sure we'll come on to, to talk about that a little bit more later. But I, I think we're in a good position. You know, We ended the season very well under Nigel, uh, and there hasn't been massive turnover. We've lost, what, two or three of the, the players that were regularly starting last season. Um, and we, we've signed, what, two or three in that, that I definitely think can add to that. So I like what I've seen in pre-season. As I say, I like what Nigel was doing with the team at the back end of last year. Uh, and I think it's it's a very open league. There's obviously a lot of big name teams up there. You know, Wigan, Sheffield Wednesday, us, Ipswich, Portsmouth. You know, there's a there's a long list of, uh, of teams that are, are going to want to go up. But I think we can definitely be around the playoffs come, come April, May time. And uh, 
yeah, if we've got something to play for going into the last few weeks, then then that's all we can ask for, I think. Yeah, Naifi, how are you feeling? I mean, there's been a lot of discussion, obviously, as we've already said about the size of the squad and the business we've done. I think the business we have done looks looks pretty good, but obviously nowhere near enough of it yet. Yeah, I think um, I think everyone sort of knows that we're we're, we're light. I think, uh, like Tom said, I think we'll, we'll go on it later in a little bit more detail. But I just think we lack a little bit of pace at the moment. Um, look quite one-dimensional, but we've got eight, well, not ages, but we've got a good three weeks left of the window. And we all saw sort of when Thomas came in, the amount of signings that you can bring in in a, you know, in a short space of time. So there's, there's time. I know in an ideal world, we all want it done on day one of pre-season, but it, you know, the world doesn't look, you know, work like that in the best of times, let alone coming off the back of a season where there weren't no fans in the stadium. And obviously people are being a lot more careful with their money. So, yeah, I think I agree with Tom. I think we're still, I think we'll be there or thereabouts. Um, you've got some clubs that are pushing the boat out, and that can go one of two ways. You can, they can either hit, you know, hit the ground running and be absolutely unbeatable, or it could take them ages to gel, and um, and it doesn't work out. Or they could have a strong end of the season, and then we've got January to come. So it's it's so up in the air. I'm not panicking about anything yet. I'm just enjoying the fact that we're all going to be there on Saturday. Um, and yeah, you know, you know, Gallon and and Roddy and Adkins and Jacka, I'm sure they'll be working hard and trying to get people in. But you know, there's there's so much time left. Yeah, and that is the main thing, Tom. Is the fact that it's 18 months and we can finally get back to having fans. You know, a, a, a big crowd inside the valley. You know, I mean, that's it. Almost doesn't quite feel real. You you, you know, because you get used to having a summer break and then you go back and say, oh yeah, we're we're back again. But it will mean so much to so many people to be back in that stadium come come five o'clock on Saturday Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I'm celebrating it by not being around to be able to go. Unfortunately, but <laughs> yeah, good time that <laughs> Yeah, I know you're not wrong, but um, look, I had a couple of opportunities to come last season when they kind of opened it up for for trial events and stuff, and and it it wasn't the same. Uh, and I can't can't remember what was it Middlesbrough. Blackburn, something like that, right at the end of the the championship when it started to go into the pandemic. So it's just been it's been so long since we've had a proper valley and a proper game there that yeah, I've seen lots of people on Twitter, you know, saying they're going to feel quite emotional and they're not, you know, it's going to be weird. And it is because for most of us, it's part of your routine, right? Every other Saturday, you are there every single year. And for some people, for you know, for Terry, what, 200 years, he's been going every single other Saturday. So to suddenly have that cut off for, what, 18 months, it, it's very weird to fall out of a routine that's that consistent. So, yeah, all of those little habits, you know, traveling to the valley. I think Adkins said it himself, you know, meeting your mates, having a beer together, going in, walking up them steps and seeing the stadium. You know, you remember doing that for the first time as a kid. And, you know, it's not going to be quite that, but it's still going to feel very, very special to be back and I'm gutted I can't be there because the atmosphere, I'm sure, is going to be amazing. It looks like we sold a lot of tickets already. Um, and yeah, it's just going to it's gonna feel a little bit like the the last 18 months. We're starting to come out of all of that now, which, again, it's that, that step closer to some form of normality. And yeah, I think it's just going to be exciting for everybody. Yeah, it's weird. it is weird how you get into these little routines. And I have to say, you know, covering the games over the last however long behind closed doors, it's, it's been so strange. 
Um, and uh, I think there's a, the only element I'm going to miss of it is the fact you could park so close to the ground uh, I was actually able to use the car park. But obviously, I'm willing to give up that benefit to, to have the fans back, Nathan. And it is going to mean everything to everyone to be back in that stadium after so long to go to go down the pubs, to, you know, to go down the Valley Cap and to see your mates. And it is so is you, you take it. You've, I've taken it for granted over the 30 years previous that I was able to go and do that that now now you know once it's taken away you don't realize how much you miss it in, in almost until in, until it's nearly back and and it, the roar of the crowd when the team first come out to warm up on Saturday is is going to be something else oh without doubt um I think you guys summed it up quite well in terms of us taking it for granted um even the little things you know where I sit you know the unfortunate Older lads next to me who <laughs> have to put up with me on every weekend. Also, I don't really, I don't have their numbers. You know, I don't really know them outside of football, so I've not seen them in yeah eighteen months or whatever it is. So, be nice to catch up. And I'm sure, like a lot of people, have a lot of you know a little group of friends that sit around them, and, and some people have sat there for years. So it's going to be quite a strange, but in a good way, um, experience on Saturday. And um, but yeah, with that that first moment when they come out of the tunnel, I think I was there. I can't remember what time what game we went to. I think it was the MK Dons one, wasn't it? I think. Um, and that, you know, we went that and we was at Dartford the other week, but it's just, you've not had that buzz. So yeah, it's going to be buzzing. It's going to be interesting how both sets of players react because it's going to be an experience for them as well. You know, they've not played in front of people for a, or that amount of people for a long, long time. And the start of the game, it can go one of two ways. You're either going to thrive on it or people are going to get, bit, going to get a bit nervous and go in their shell. So, but, but, you know, in a, in, a, in a silly sort of way, regardless of the result, um, obviously, of course, I was, want us to win. Of course I do. But the main thing about Saturday is just being there again. Um, the performance, if it's a dull nil-nil, yeah, not the end of the world. But for me, it's just being back inside that stadium with all those people and all those people you can catch up with, whether it's in the, you know, in the, um, in the stands or down the oak where I'll go on Saturday. Just to see people that you've not spoke to for years is actually be quite nice because usually you just do it on Twitter, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you won't be the only one going down the oak on Saturday. It's all been refurbed. I've been in a once or twice since then. It looks uh, amazing. I imagine there'll be plenty of people flocking uh, to get in the pubs in and around Charlton and Greenwich on Saturday. Of course, we did have a uh, a little taster of what it might be like when we had a, a bit of a crowd in for the game uh, over at Fulham. The final pre-season friendly one 0 defeat uh, against Fulham uh, last Saturday. Uh, of course, that was our final pre-season game. So I spoke to Nigel Atkins, the Charlton manager, after the game. And uh, asked him a week before the season kicks off, how ready does he feel for the upcoming campaign? You can't fault the attitude of the players, the application, the work really hard. I think you can see we've got a team, a spirit, an identity and what we want to go and do that we've been working through. Great to have the fans here today. Everybody working together, which is important. You know, the season starts on Saturday. The transfer window is still going to be open for a few weeks after that. Our intention is to bring a few more players in. I think that's fair for everybody to go and see. But what a great opportunity the younger players have had and have taken. Yeah, you may, obviously, you mentioned the window remains open after the season starts, so it's not like a, a full stop. You have to do anything this week. I mean, I mean uh, do you think you're in a position to do anything before Saturday or do you think it's more going to be a, a longer term before you, before you bring any more players in? Time will tell. Um, things, there's obviously players that we've uh, been tracking you know, we've had bids in for players as well. So we'll just have to see how they come to fruition. Uh, that's the important thing. We'll see what happens. Uh, but what we've got is a spirit uh, amongst the players that we've got and that everyone's working so, so hard for each other. You know, what we need to try and do is see if we can help them with a few more uh, additions to the squad, which is important. 
I think I saw some comments from from the Pompey manager, Danny Cowley, sort of saying about how it's been quite a, a slow transfer window overall. And uh, do you think you've Charlton have felt the effect of that as well? I think every football club have had to deal it with their own way. Uh, and likewise, I think across the world, in, in many shapes and forms, and especially in football, you know, finances are important. And uh, it's how that's all put together. Um, you know, we, obviously, all clubs have got budgets they've got to work towards and within. And uh, people need to realise that. And, uh, but as we get closer to the season and maybe players um, aren't fixed up with clubs or players aren't figuring with teams or clubs are prepared to lower their valuation on players uh, for transfer fees, for example, um, there might be a bit more change going on in, in clubs with personnel. How, how much closer do you think this team is now after having a full preseason to sort of being in the mould that you want to see, showing the identity that you want to see, than the team that finished last season, which obviously we saw flashes of the way you want to play, but do you feel that it's a lot closer now? Listen, I would have, I've, I've said it from the outset, I would have loved to have had the team that we're going to, the squad of players that we're going to have through the course of the season from the first day of pre-season. That's clear, that's obvious what I've wanted. Um, but where we, we are where we are, but what we've got is a spirit amongst the players and we're working on things. Things aren't going to happen overnight. You know, there's some, some nice comments, for example, of the on Tuesday night against Crystal Palace where people can see a good, a good identity with us in and out of possession of the football. Um, we're all, it's, we've got a long way to go. It's a, it's a work in progress. Um, it's the big picture that we're looking at and everyone working together. We've got a nice mould of the and a pathway for the academy players coming through the system. They've been involved, they've been integrated. It's putting plays together, that teamship, if you like, and, and getting partnerships to come together with patterns of movement. So, as I said, there's things that we've been working on. We've got a long way to go yet. I think everyone's aware of that. But it's a work in progress. But we've got a spirit and um, everyone's working really hard for each other, which is going to be massively important for us. There we go, Nigel Atkins speaking to myself and Benji Nurek after the game uh, against Fulham. Uh, you know, asked him sort of how we, how ready he's feeling now. He's spoken about uh, building an identity in and out of possession of the football, which I think we have seen a little bit through pre-season. I think we, we, we sort of hunt impact and press quite well, um, move the ball around reasonably nicely. Um, Possibly still a, a lack of goals in the side. Maybe it, maybe it's too early to say that. But when we, when we start to look at the squad, Tom, um, you know, from what we've seen in pre-season, we, we've seen some good bits, and, and and I guess we're probably still seeing the areas in which we're short as well. Yeah, definitely. I think, as uh, Nave said earlier, we were at the Dartford game, and I know they're not the most brilliant opposition that you're going to come up against but you know you still got to beat them and I thought the way we played and the way we pressed as you said was was good there I thought the same against Palace again not the best opposition in the world but I thought we pressed them very well uh, and got a very credible result out of that game as well and the way Nigel sets up you know we're always gonna likely to have that one striker uh, I'm sure we can adapt but it's likely to be one striker that we go with so if that's the case, you're going to need other players to chip in. And, and DJ in particular has looked very good, I thought, so far in pre-season. Players like Albie Morgan, you know, not known for his goal scoring, but is maybe going to need to, to chip in a little bit more. And and as Nafe said, with returns to recruitment, we maybe need to add a bit more pace and a couple more players up there. Uh, because Nigel's obviously said Ronnie isn't probably going to be in contention this week and, and isn't quite there and we don't really know what's going on with him. I think Josh Davison has really impressed in pre-season. But again, he's a youngster. You don't want to throw him in too much. So I think we do still need options. We are still a little bit short. But 
as I said, the players we have signed, I think that midfield is definitely starting to take shape and that's got a nice balance to it. Uh, and I think some of the defence is coming together well. I just I do worry about that final third, as you say, uh, because obviously you need, you need to score goals to win games. And I think Stockley, you know, he'll be looking at, what, 15 probably as a target to try and get through the season, maybe more. I think that's achievable. But, you know, DJ could be a player who ends up with three or could end up getting, you know, 15 plus as well. So it's players like that that at the moment we're going to have to rely on. And I think we need a couple more like that so that when when your DJs or whoever drop out or drop off form, then there's somebody that can come in and take that place. And at the moment, we are still one or two short up there, I think. Yeah, and, and I think that's fair to say. I mean, I did ask Nigel there about comments that Danny Cowley had made, Nathan, um, about sort of like a, you know, how it has been quite a slow transfer window for, for many teams. Obviously, Ipswich and, and Wigan have picked up a lot of high-profile signings. Um, but elsewhere in League One, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like anyone's really clambering away with, with signing absolutely loads of players and, and obviously we're we're definitely in, a, in and amongst that that as well obviously Nigel speaks about budgets having to be adhered to um you know wait waiting around to see when players are a bit more desperate to move or a bit more willing for you know teams to accept slightly lower bids that sort of thing there's obviously a lot of um, maneuvering that's going on in this transfer window but it all seems to be happening behind the scenes and quite slowly not just for us but for, for quite a lot of teams but at the same time I guess you can see why it is sending a few fans to be a little bit worried about the position we're in at the moment. Of, of course. And, you know, I think, you know, the fans that are, that are worried, you know, that's their, that's their right. And, um, and they, you know, they just want us to do well. So I have no qualms in it. I just think we sometimes just need to have, take stock of what's happened in the world um, and just sit back a little bit, you know, what, what, what no club wants to do, which quite a few clubs would have done before is, you know, paying, wages whether it's two grand or five grand to players who are, are going to be on the periphery of an 18-man squad it's just dead money you know it's just things need to be balanced obviously because of obviously financial constraints um and you know just because thomas has come in it doesn't mean we you know the previous finances have just been rubbed out and we're at zip we're starting from scratch you know, we've still got to pay all the other stuff, all the operating costs and all that jazz. I don't want to bore you with the finances, but it's there. You know, it doesn't, it just doesn't disappear. Um, but yeah, as you say, you know, clubs will hold off. And that's, that's why I think there's quite a lot of um, reluctance of of, um, of people moving because it works both ways. We might have put a bid in for someone. It doesn't mean we've met the valuation. We might be going to, I don't know, let's say Sutton United say for example we go right there's a player for they say 100 grand we go right there's 30 we know that they need the money why should we go off and over and above and beyond just like the club why should they accept less you know so it's just that balancing out it's like who's going to blink first and I think once you start seeing a couple of people moving apart from free transfers which obviously Chef Wednesday have had a few but apart from that any sort of bids that we're going to get or the players that we're looking at aren't on free transfers why because the people that are on free transfers and not that they're rubbish, of course they're not, but we're looking at a bit, I would imagine looking at better players and they're going to cost a fee and then they don't come cheap, but we've still got to be sensible in how we do business. Otherwise, what's the point? You know, we're trying to do it sustainably um, and it takes time, but I can understand the frustration like ev like everyone, you know, I still think we need another, a pacey forward. I need a cup. I think we need a couple of wingers um, and I think that'll do for me, but, it's going to take time if you want these good players. Yeah. I mean, 
obviously we heard Nigel there. I've heard him say it a couple of times throughout preseason now, Tom, about how you know he admits he would love to have had the, the team that we're going to spend the majority of the season with. You know, on day one of preseason, it's, it feels very rare that that does actually happen. I think, obviously, under Chris Powell, when we when we last won League One, uh, we, we we did have the majority of squad in of the squad in very early. I can't remember it ever really ever happening uh, with, with Charlton in, in particular. Um, I mean, do you think he, it, there will be a, fr- a level of frustration there? I mean, and obviously, we have to talk a little bit about expectation levels around the club. Now, if you look at some of the comments made. You know, last season, obviously, you know, I remember saying similar last last year when, you know, Thomas Sangard does does get a little bit carried away and, and it does, you know, says, I think he said last season he expected us to go up or, or something, you know, he, he thinks we're good enough to go up or something along those lines. And obviously, he, he, there was a line about blowing away the division this year and, and then obviously Nigel Adkins looked at the whole celebrations and sort of said, you know, that'll be us next year, obviously hoping that he'll be able to go through. I mean, I mean, do you think expectation levels have raised and do you think we've, is it too early to say whether we, we, we look like we could reach what the levels that we should be or, or, or that we may now be expecting because of what had been said during the summer and the end of last season? It's definitely way too early in regards to your last point. I think when, when Powell made all those signings that all those years ago, when was it, 2011-12, I think, he, uh, I would have been happy with kind of a, a an upper mid-table finish. You've put that many bodies all in a new squad. You You don't know how they're going to react and obviously we know what went on to happen. So... It's definitely way too early to say. I don't think it's panic stations yet. As you've both said, the, the transfer window from top to bottom has been very, very slow. Uh, you look at how long even you know United took to get Sancho over the line. You look what's happening with Kane at the moment. You know, Right at the very top, these things are taking time and there is gamesmanship on both sides. So I'm not worried. I'm not panicking. But I do agree we still need more players. I think... Definitely, there will be a level of frustration from Nigel. Uh, you know, we we know the work that Steve Gallen can do, but I think you know he's not really had to work in a scenario quite like this before. And obviously, the pandemic has now been through several transfer windows. But to get to a point where we're coming out of it and fans are coming back and revenues are maybe going to start to increase, but as Nave said, you're still dealing with a a post-pandemic club and a club that's had Roland and. ESI splashing cash on Range Rovers and stuff and all that finance to be taken care of. Like, there's a lot... When you look at the bigger picture, it's not as straightforward as simply bidding for, you know, Mullin at Cambridge or whoever it is and bidding half a million just to make sure we get them through the door because Thomas wants to build it sustainably. And he needs to be careful with his messaging because, as Nave said, that does take longer. And, and I think if everybody... If he came out and was very clear about that, everybody would be a little bit more patient. But, you know, we're football fans and ultimately we want to get promoted at the end of this season. And so any anything that slows that down is going to frustrate us. But as I said right at the start, I'm pleased with the, the signings we've made so far. I do think we need a few more, but we're not alone in that. Uh, as you've both said, we're, lots of clubs are scrabbling around for players. And, and as Nave said earlier, players will start to come up now. You know, there's another what month or so of the transfer window left players will start to become available and we need to make sure that we snap up the right players and don't just bring players in for the sake of it. But mm-hmm. Nigel's been very clear about the youngsters we've had in as well and said they've done well. And I hope some of them get an opportunity as well. Yeah, I was uh, going to mention the likes of uh, Charles Claydon, I think, who's, who's had a reasonably impressive uh, pre-season. Obviously, uh, Deje Elawere, uh, the 17-year-old defender who's looked uh, like an absolute star in pre-season, very, very young still. So you do wonder if he will be considered as, as a backup for the first team or if it is a little bit too early. But yeah, um, I mean, some of the 
the players that we have got. I mean, important as well. Two two that we had last season on loan. Uh, Jaden Stockley and, and Akin Fain. Well, obviously, Jaden's now signed on a permanent deal. Akin's come back on another season-long loan, uh, Nathan. I mean, d- just just straight off the bat, that's that's two players who did well for us last season. Uh, and in particular in Stockley, you know, a, a player who was uh, just behind Connor Washington in terms of goal score, but only had half the season in which to do it for the Addicts. So certainly feel like, you know, and, and I'm sure there will be fans who might be sometimes frustrated with the, the way that we, we play when Jaden's in the side, but you, you cannot argue that he is absolutely effective at what he does. Of course we can't. Yeah, I think um, I can understand the frustration because I'm one of them sometimes. Um, I think there's a there's a time and a place where you do need to um, get it, you know, get it up long or, you know, get it out in the channels and, you know, feed feed the balls into the box. And he's very good at that, but he's also good at his feet. But, I mean, I'm trying to think of it in a positive way where if we think of what, um, you know, how Jaden done towards, you know, when he came in. And we had a squad that was predominantly really built around a narrow system. We didn't really have that much width, really. So I think if we can bring in some good some good wingers to add to DJ and Clayden, because I think Clayden might get a few cameo appearances here and there, um, I think he could be great. And I think it's great that we've got him on board. It makes sense that a lot of clubs are after Jaden because um, he's good at this level and I don't think we, we should write him off at his feet as well I know he's the headmaster and he's scored a lot of goals with his head obviously but I think he can do a lot more with his feet as well and with obviously with Famwo um, he's a bit of an unknown quantity really when he came in and, and he, he impressed straight away that you know the, the partnership he had with, with Ryan Innes was, was amazing and he's, he's good on the ball um, so yeah hopefully Akin can stay injury free uh, this season and form that partnership again which was so effective it wasn't luck you know those two those two are unbelievable and um was such a key part of us nearly making the playoffs apart from goal difference but um yeah two two good signings i'm glad we got that core of the squad sorted quite early doors yeah i mean so craig mcgiveray um coming in as, as a goalkeeper obviously ben amos making his way uh, up to wigan um and, and craig's coming from pompey um, well, it feel, feels like a like for like, really. I don't, I don't, you know, obviously don't know too much about him yet. He's had a, he had a couple of hairy moments actually in, in the, in pre-season, but, you know, you get those out of your system early doors and don't tend to worry about them. And he, and he comes very highly rated, uh, Tom from, from Pompey as well. Yeah. I've listened to a couple of, uh, of podcasts previewing the, the season as a whole and people who've been in the media, um, you know, know this, this level very well have said he was the best keeper in the league last season. Uh, I think he won Pompey's Player of the Year last season as well, and I've got a couple of mates who are Pompey fans who were gutted to see him go. I think they were they were keen that they were going to offer him a new contract, and obviously it didn't work out. So, yeah, from kind of all angles, really, uh, he comes with a very very good reputation. Uh, like you say, I, I, similar. I was you know I was a bit disappointed that Amos left, but I know he kind of split opinion across the fans, but. I think in McGilvery, you've got a, a player who knows this league, who knows this division, has performed well at this level. And as you say, in that like-for-like, like, it's not, as Nafe said about someone like Fanway, where he was a bit of an unknown quantity, we're not going with that as a goalkeeper. And, and you don't really want to to take that risk with someone in that position. You want someone who's, you know, the the cliched safe pair of hands. And, and I think he will absolutely be that. As you say, a couple of... Uh, of uh, hairy moments in pre-season but that's what pre-season's for you know get him out of the way and, and I'm sure he'll hit the ground running and yeah I'm, I'm pleased he's there I think he's going to do very very well there yeah. Now, one man who's caught the eye of quite a few fans in pre-season, George Dobson, uh, we've uh, picked up from Sunderland, was at loan at AFC Wimbledon 
uh, last season and was really highly rated by the by the Don supporters. Uh, and and I've seen glimpses of why now the, the young Darren Prattley we're hoping is going to be knife. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't, you know, don't get me wrong. Pratt was a legend in his own right, especially chilling him away um, when he'd done that little cheeky little dive in front of us, Tom. But I'll never forget that. But um, yeah, no, impressive. Um, in my opinion, I know a lot of people love Bradley, but I think he's an upgrade. Um, similar energy levels. He's a technically better than Prattley. Um And yeah, I just think it's something that we, you know that we can need. I know he can. I think he can play centre half if required, but. So it could work, you know, if we ever have to go, go to a back three and you push the fullbacks on, it'll work. Or I can see him just sitting there as an anchor. But yeah, I, I think he's great. I think he's vocal. He's a leader. Um, he wasn't really rated at Sunderland, but I don't know if he got that much of a chance at um, Sunderland, to be fair. And it's not like they're setting the world alight, is it? But oh, yeah, no, I'm really impressed so far what I've seen. I've only seen him, obviously, Dartford and a couple of the friendlies on, you know, on the box. But yeah, no, I think it's something we needed. I think Nigel highlighted the fact that we did lack energy a little bit in there, that bit of agility. I think all three of us said it last year that we just lacked that little bit of legs um, in the middle of the pitch. So I think it's a great signing um, and I'm looking forward to uh, obviously seeing him play because I think he might become a real fan favourite just for that determination and work rate that gives us. Yeah, good age as well. Obviously, I think um, there was a lot of chat about trying to reduce the age of the team. Nathan and obviously George Dobson is still quite a young man as well so that could that could probably go in his favour as well because you want to start building you know a legacy team you know a team that doesn't just last one season that you don't have to keep re- sort of turning over every uh every every, every summer yeah, no of course because at the end of the day if you keep having that big turnover of players you're starting again you're starting from scratch and we'll have this window where we've got to try and get another eight players or whatever but if we have a settled team and then all you do is like in an ideal world, obviously, is you just one might go out the door and you bring a two fresh players in and it's a lot more settled and it's less frantic. It's less work for Steve Gallen. It's probably less, less on the purse for or Thomas's purse or wallet, whatever you want to call it, man bag. But um, yeah, no, that's what you want. You want a settled side and, and build a team that are going to be here for the foreseeable and if, if he plays really well and attracts big offers, then that goes into the coffers and it's the cycle of life or cycle of football. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, definitely the start need to build build on a much, much more settled side. Yeah. And, and Sean Clare is coming from Oxford. Tom, it, it seemed to be like a weird relationship between him and, and, and former Charlton boss Carl Robinson, obviously up at the Kassam Stadium. There seemed to be some sort of argument over which position he'd play and oh, it, some some strange comments from, from, uh, from Carl. But... From what again, what I've seen from Sean, he, he seems to bring this energy. I mean, this is what I'm saying. There's not a player on this list that we've bought in. I'm thinking, yeah, not 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 overly wowed by that. I think I've been quite impressed with everyone that's come in, uh, and, and and Sean's certainly part of that part of that list. Yeah, and that's what I said earlier. You know, I think yes, we've lost a couple of players, but every player we've got in, I would argue, has improved the squad and improved it by by a long way. And use the term about Dobson as well about energy. I think both of those bring that to the midfield. You've seen. I think Albie Morgan often was criticised by Bowyer about his work rate, but he's looked sharp in pre-season as well. I think if you've got players like that in that engine room doing all that work, and for all I loved Prattley by the time it got to the latter stages of his time with us, you know, and he got around the pitch as best he could, but you know he was towards the end of his career, and we've got some some younger players in. Uh, just looking at Claire's appearance record, there, he you know he plays pretty much week in week out anywhere he is. 
if you've got that consistency in that midfield, I think you can then build around that and you haven't got to keep rotating players in. You know, we had Prattley and Watson swapping all the time. We had Morgan out injured. You know, obviously, unfortunately for Jake at the moment, that's him that's out injured. But there seemed to be a lot of turnover. We then got the likes of Shinny in halfway through the season. And, you know, it, that midfield never really seemed coherent last year uh, until right towards the end when Adkins started to get a bit of consistency. And obviously, Jake came back in and was and was brilliant. Um, so, yeah, I think going into this season, having that consistency, having those players who've got experience at this level, but as you say, are also a little bit younger, a little bit fresher, bodes really well for us. Um, and I, the midfield is probably the one place I'm least worried about, whereas I think last year, it was probably the place we were talking about the most. So, yeah, I, I think we do need to strengthen a little bit up in front of that. And I think we've got players that can let those players in front just go and do their thing. But we do need a few more of them to be able to do it. But yeah, every signing we've brought in, I've been I've been really really pleased with. As I say, we've we've been careful, we've been relatively slow. But if we could get two or three more in in the next sort of two or three weeks, then I think we could be in such a good strong position going into the rest of the season. Yeah, and obviously some of the players that have gone missing. I mean, I've written down a few. I think I've covered the majority, but you know, two massive players in particular for us uh, in 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 Chucks and Ek. Um, and well, and people are going to laugh at me for saying this, but also Liam Miller, because I think they're two of the players that we really haven't replaced yet. I think, you know, Miller, uh, in, in terms of his ability to drive us forward, other than DJ, I don't think we've got anyone who can do that, and I don't think DJ's as good at driving us forward as Miller is. I think he's better in terms of end product and, and making space for a cross. But, you know, also Los Amos, who obviously we have replaced. Martson, um, you know, considering Ben Perrington's out injured, we don't really have a, a left-back at the moment. Chris Gunter probably have to play there. Prattley, we've mentioned... Uh, Deji Oshalar just gone. Never mind. Uh, uh, Andrew Shinney obviously is um, uh, gone as well. Not really played under Nigel. So there's a few. There's a few that have gone, and I think Anike in particular and Miller are the two that we haven't replaced, Nathan. And, and that's probably the part of the concerning thing for a lot of people. A hundred percent. I can see why where the concern is. I mean, in my opinion, uh, might might be very um, controversial, which I think I said it at the time when Chucks was linked to going. Um, in terms of Miller, I agree, he got us up the pitch, but there were so many times where he got us up the pitch, and that was it. So, in my opinion, I know he, he contributed quite a lot of goals, he, he got better in some stages, but I found him really inconsistent. Um, but I can't doubt that he got us up the pitch. Um, Anike, it's difficult because he scored that many goals, and you can't, I can't d- deny that having someone of that ilk on the bench to bring bring off the bench is going gonna, is, is gonna to be missed. However... On the flip side of that, I think he's probably not... Again, I'm not privy to the information, but I wouldn't have thought he's one of the lowest paid at the club. And if you've got someone who it may be a fitness issue or whatever that's not starting regularly, could that those wages that we're spending on go towards two players or one player that's going to play most of the season and so you know, and someone else that's going to play you know a majority of the season, then you've got to sort of weigh up and balance it out. So I can see why they're missed... Um, and obviously we touched on Prattley as well, but I just think it gives us gives us a little bit more energy. Uh, Chuck, she did, you know, he, he came in and made an impact, and Miller did, did give us some energy going forward, but it was quite inconsistent sometimes. But I just I just always think back to that game at home to Crew, where they had a young, energetic side, and they literally just run ring, rings around us. And um, I'm actually looking forward, like Tom, that the, the midfield looks a lot more energetic. Um, we're looking like we can get about the pitch a lot quicker. Um, but I think there's plenty of time to replace Miller, um, Nikkei as well. I still, I still think we're 
unless Ronnie Schwartz gets in shape or whatever whatever his issue is. But yeah, they're going to be missed. But you know, they 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 weren't indispensable. We're not talking about Darren Bent or you know, but um, they're going to be missed. And I can understand that you know the frustrations. But I think sometimes there's a lot more that's obviously that comes out. Um, in terms of those, and I, you know, Liam's got to move to Basel. I didn't see that coming, and uh, wishing well, but we'll replace him, no doubt. And uh, come come May, we wouldn't even know who those two are because we'll be going up and Birmingham will be going down. So yeah, Barcelona fans, I think, will be saying the same about Lionel Messi. That's just been announced that he's not going to continue at Barcelona. So uh, I imagine he's probably going to bloody Birmingham as well, like everyone else. All right, let's have a quick break here on Charlton Live, the big match preview. When we come back, we've still got your messages to come to, and we're going to sing a little song. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's Joe. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. Woo! Dream lads. Joe have scored. With seconds remaining. We've done it all. Guess it. Come on. What a time to be here. Here at Wembley. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview, our first big match preview of the campaign as we get ready for the uh, visit of Sheffield Wednesday uh, to the Valley 5.30 kickoff uh, on Sky TV on Saturday. I cannot wait to be back in that stadium surrounded by Charlton fans and hopefully cheering uh, the boys uh, on to three points. And we will. We've been given a song to help us uh, cheer the lads on. Now, Thomas Sangard. Uh, he had mentioned sort of, uh, you know, it was known when he came in, his uh, love for the electric guitar. Uh, he's a, you know, like, likes to play a few songs and that on it. And he had mentioned that he was writing a, an Addicts to Victory song uh, and he's finally played it. So I think uh, before we discuss it, let's have a listen to a little clip. This is Thomas Sangard and Addicts to Victory. Oh, no, sorry, no, press that, that is not, no, it's this one.
Oh, rock on, Tommy. What, what, what do you reckon, <laughs> Mr. Wallin? Are you, are you feeling a clean sheet win this weekend? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll take the clean sheet win. <laughs> what is Absolutely. a clean sheet? I mean, I, I'm aware of a clean sheet, but I've just never heard the phrase a clean sheet win before. No. Oh, we've won with a clean sheet. I've never spoken to Nigel after he's gone, oh, yes, a clean sheet win. No, no, me either. Clearly just fitting in for the for the old rhyme. Um, look, I don't want to bring the tone down because we're trying to be positive ahead of the season. It's not my cup of tea. I'll be honest, owners writing songs. Uh, but, you know, if it gets people pumped up and people are enjoying it, and I've seen a mixed response, but a lot of people are liking it, then then fair play. But uh, I certainly won't have it blasting out on the headphones next time I'm walking down to the valley. But <laughs> fair, pl- fair play to him. Yeah. I mean... I couldn't write a song, so... Yeah. No, for you, have you downloaded it? I mean, it's, 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 it's got a good riff to it. I mean, I'm no yeah. music critic, um, so I'm not really in a position to say, but, I mean, a lot a lot of fans seem to like it. A lot of fans, not, not quite as much. Yeah, I think... Uh, do you know what? Like, fair play to him. He's enthusiastic. He's trying to get it going. Like, fair enough. But in terms of the cheese, I don't think you're going to beat you know that that squeeze song like it's not as bad as that in terms of the lyrics and the music but yeah it's not it's not my alarm tone um i'm not going to lie to you unfortunately i think if he entered the eurovision that's 100% going to win it 100% but um yeah i'm like tom you like you know what live and let live but yeah i won't be putting it on my playlist no. that's for sure no it's it's got a little yeah it's got a good catchy rift but any football song that you're going to have you're going to have cringe, cringy lyrics. Like, <laughs> I don't know what a, a clean sheet win is. And it's just like, I don't know. Like The worst bit for me was like the we will win bit. It's just like, imagine you played that after the game. You just got battered 5-0 by yeah. Shrewsbury or something. <laughs> well, presumably they won't play that. But, I, mean, <laughs> I hope de- they do. Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely going around the football world because I, I got a text from a mate of mine who's not a Charlton fan today just sending me the link to this song saying, what is this? Uh, and then obviously a rumour's got out that Thomas, I don't know how, because I don't think it's going to happen. A rumour went round somehow that Thomas was going to play it on a pitch at half time. And he said, well, do you think they're going to do that if they're 3-0 down at half time? <laughs> you can imagine the absolute scenes uh, if we're 3-0 down and that gets played. I mean, uh, just just to address the, the, the question that some people have asked, should Thomas be writing songs when the squad isn't built? I mean, it's up to him what he does in his spare time, really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think, Joking aside, and what I personally think of the song and my opinion aside, he's here's an owner that's actually taking an interest in the club, who's, you know, doing some creative things with the club, you know, putting initiatives forward. It's the same as things like all the memberships that have been announced, you know. I haven't got my cat a pet membership, personally, but those that have, fair play to him. And at least he's at least he's trying, at least he's taking an interest and yeah, you know, he's not going to be the one. Steve Gallen can go and do the signings. He can work with Nigel Adkins. You know, Thomas doesn't need to be spending all his time on that. He's got other businesses. So, yeah, like I say, that particular song and owners writing songs for football, not for me. But I'm glad we've got an owner that cares. I'm glad we've got an owner that's taken an interest. And I'm certainly going to not going to knock him for any of that. Mm, certainly. Right. Uh, let's have a look at some of the tweets and emails then that have come in. Uh, over the course of the oh, sorry, over the course of the summer, over the course of the last day or so, because I have asked now uh, for your views on the season ahead. I've asked uh, how you think the squad is uh, shaping up. If you think we're going to go uh, for a promotion, right? Phil Hall was the first one. That says hi, guys. Good to have you back. Uh, whilst happy with the signings to date, I feel we're slipping behind our main rivals in our recruitment. Uh, I'm sure the academy players uh, that have been included in pre-season uh, will do a good job, but believe we do not. 
uh, that we do need, sorry, some uh, more experienced players. I'm not concerned about centre-half if we have uh, Pierce, uh, Elawire and... Uh, and uh, ba- uh, Barker, uh, who've all impressed it in pre-season. He says, I hope in the last week that Nigel Atkins has told the players that short passes uh, need to be made uh, to our players as we tend to pass five yards or ten yard passes directly to opponents regularly in pre-season. Anyway, I'm hopeful uh, for a couple of permanent additions and perhaps two or three loans before the end of the window. And I feel sure that we will have a reasonable side with a top six finish. That's from Mr. Phil. Cheers, Mr. Phil. Craig says, hi, guys. Uh, new team, uh, new season, uh, new optimism. Uh, I think the core 11 are okay, but in any injuries, um, we will be in danger. I hope that we get a couple more bodies in and then we'll be okay up the attic. That's from Craig. Sam says, uh, hi, Louis. Uh, initial optimism has been extinguished, though, as transfers have stalled. With Jake Forster-Kasky out, we're still yet to replace our ball-playing centre midfielder who consistently performs week in, uh, week out. We certainly do uh, look more dynamic uh, with Sean Clare in there, though. Chucks is going to be a huge, huge loft, and I'm still baffled as to why we're not in uh, for a left-back, despite Nigel Adkins' uh, explanation. Yeah, well, obviously, uh, Ben Perrington's going to be injured for a while. Um, we don't know exactly how long, but he's certainly missing the start of the season. I mean, that that is a, an area you, you did question, uh, Nath, as to whether we, we're going to need a backup because obviously last season we had Ian Martin as well who could play in the left-back position. Now we only have Ben, uh, and, and I guess we've got Jed Roddy, is it, youngster? Um, who, I don't know, still looks quite raw, still coming through. Uh, he's the son, obviously, of of, uh, of of Jed Roddy, Jacob Roddy. And, um, yeah, so are you surprised that we're not going to try and feel someone there, according to Nigel, as it stands? Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I think in the short term, I think you could probably play Gunter there. I mean, listen, Gareth Southgate had about 18 right-backs in the squad, didn't he? So it might work for us. But I think playing Gunter there in the short term might work. But for me, I mean, Puritan's a... Uh, a solid sort of left back. You know, he doesn't really give you much, uh, in my opinion. I still think we need that little bit of, a uh, little bit of pace. Um, I just think we lack a bit of pace in the wider areas. Whether it, Matthews is okay, but I mean, on that either flank, we've got DJ and Charles Clayden. But I just like us to have a play of a little bit more, you know, pace, especially at fullback. That's why I liked Ian Martin in a way. I know he had his his downfall sometimes, but. You know, he's still learning. Um, I just think if we're going to try and play with a little bit more width and you have, if he does decide to go with Dobson sitting and then you've got a three there, the the core three that could sit there and we can bomb on, I just don't think Gunter's going to give you that. And if he does, he's not going to stay on the outside. He's always going to come in. So, yeah, I'm surprised he's not going to um, replace it for now. Who knows? We might be able to get one in. But it, it could be the same like all loans, like all premiership loans. Everyone's, you probably won't get them until the last week of the window until everyone knows where they stand. Because everyone's still trying, you know, trying to get in the squads for pre uh, for their 25 squads in the premiership or championship squads or whatever. So I think it will open up in terms of loans. I would be surprised if we don't get someone in because I can't see Ben Poetton playing every single week. Um, and then the backup is Chris Gunter because then that means we're one short on the right back. Maybe Charlie Barker, but again, he's not a a marauding right back. I don't even know if that's a word, but um, yeah, so I am surprised a little bit, but maybe he's being coy. Who knows? Mm, who knows? Right, Simon Ryder uh, says, Hi team, looking forward to you guiding us through the season. Uh, I know we don't have quite the squad we want and there have been a strange few things happening throughout the summer, but there are plenty uh, of reasons to be cheerful. We still have a club and we have an engaged owner. Stockley uh, will score goals. McGivery uh, is the big new keeper. Uh, some young players with potential or a point to, plu- to prove. Jai Simi, Claire uh, Dobson. Yeah, I've already said, uh, I said at one point during pre-season, I think the second game of pre-season that I predicted 
that DJ is going to be our player of the season. So he's got a big, big campaign coming up. Uh, and he says, great season ticket sales as well. Yeah, we've seen over 9,000. He said a few of the odd things. Uh, the, the pet membership, uh, the addicts to victory song, uh, why we can make the sponsor logo gold on the third shirt, black on the away, and yet still have the mess of blue and white on our home one. Uh, and then he says the weird handwritten certificate you get as a member, like a kid's holiday camp. But plenty of, uh, to discuss as the weeks roll by. I'll be listening occasionally wearing my Cholton, uh, member socks. 46 games to go to certainly assignment. Yeah, but there's always, Odd little things that come up, um, yeah, the, uh, the the drinks vouchers, for example, that have come with season tickets have have caused uh, a bit of uh, consternation or a few laughs at least. Uh, but yeah, the, you know, I think hopefully that the the positives outweigh the the negatives certainly at the moment in time. Um, and uh, yeah, praying that we have a, a good season uh, coming up. Right, Charlton uh, uh, not six oh six says I am worried at the moment. At uh, present, we don't uh, we do have a, a decent starting eleven uh, if we do not play a left back. But the bench is either young or weak. Any injuries with the current eleven and we're in trouble. Mike says I don't think I've seen a League One season with so many decent teams vying for promotion. Ipswich, Sunderland. And Wigan have recruited well. The relegated teams, Wigan and Rotherham, uh, look strong. Pompey, Lincoln and Oxford will also be hoping uh, to go up. If we are to compete, uh, we definitely need to get more bodies in. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing who we can recruit on loan uh, from the elite clubs. Yeah, we haven't really spoken about the competition in, in League One too much yet, Tom. But, you know, there's sides out there. Obviously, we, Ipswich and Wigan have caught the eye because they've made a few big name signings, if you will. But, yeah, there's uh, there's... It's going to be an interesting division this year. Do you think it will be better than last year? Yeah, in terms of the quality, I do. Um, I don't know how many times last year that I said I was just not impressed with the standard as a whole in, uh, of the league. I thought it was it was pretty dreadful. Um, but yeah, this season, I think that you look at every uh, everybody pretty much that he's mentioned there um, and some of the teams that have come up as well, I think. You know, Bolton are obviously a big, a big club. Um, Cambridge United not been in that division certainly for a long time. Um, uh, and yeah, you look at the the big names, the ex Premier League names. You know, Ipswich uh, and us and Portsmouth and Sheffield Wednesday and Wigan etc. Uh, Sunderland. So yeah, I think it's going to be a really, really competitive division this year, and uh, I'm more excited by it. It obviously makes it tougher, but. You know, it, it just makes it it makes it more exciting. You go into every game with a sense that you're not necessarily gonna gonna win it. Uh, whereas last year, when we were losing games to what I deemed fairly poor opposition, it it was really disappointing. But you know, if we go toe to toe with a with a good team here and just come out on the wrong side of it, I'm going to be gutted, of course. But at least we've lost to to a decent side. So yeah, I I can't remember a, a better League One or a, a more exciting League One. Uh, certainly in the last few years that we've been down there. So yeah, I think it's a uh, it looks like being a good standard this year. Yeah, let's have a look at a couple more tweets. We might not get to all of them today because we are a, a bit pressed for time, and loads of you have got involved. But if you want to get involved in in a show. Uh, you know, this Sunday or in the near future, you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk or you can tweet us uh, at charltonlive. Jacob Newman says the squad depth is lacking. Once that's addressed, uh, things will look up. James says he's cautiously optimistic, uh, liking the signing so far, but we will need uh, cover for the uh, inevitable injuries. We've got to trust uh, the uh, you know Steve Gallen and Thomas Sangard to bring in players that we will need. It's a big season for a lot of players, 
but I think that Nigel can get the best out of them and top two is a reasonable and achievable uh, target. And then finally, Andrew says the lack of depth last season was the reason we didn't make the playoffs. This has not been addressed uh, this season. Uh, we have a strong start in 11, but beyond that, we are reliant on unproven youth players and I can see the same situation occurring. There we go. Uh, if we didn't get to your tweets, sorry, but we will uh, read out as many as possible uh, on every show. But we've got an interview now uh, with uh, Welsh international Chris Gunter, uh, our right back. He uh, obviously has had to play left back at times uh, during pre-season. He was asked by the club if he's raring to go for the game on Saturday. Yeah, I think so. I think you get to this stage of pre-season and then you sort of had enough of it and you're on the real stuff to start so yeah it's an important week now and, and obviously building up and all eyes on and focus again off to a good start You spoke last year just about how much the fans mean to you how pleased would you be to see supporters at the Valley? Yeah it's been nice over over a couple of the pre-season games where we've sort of had a taste of it but yeah it's not not quite the same in, in pre-season so um, yeah first game at home I think is always exciting anyway, but, but given the experiences we had last year with, with obviously em- empty stadiums, yeah, I think you know it's got all the making Saturday to, to be a really special day. And, and our job, I think, is, is of course to, to perform and do well, but, but also make sure when they leave the stadium that you know, they're, they're walking away thinking you know, they have really missed it and, and you know, super excited to see their team you know, and do what they they love to do which is come and support us and, and like I say in turn we give them you know every reason to to really enjoy you know the whole day What sort of test will Sheffield Wednesday play? Yeah but a, a, a tough game of course a team that you know has, has just come down so you know you'd expect them to be to be a strong a strong test and one that you know they'll be looking to you know, to probably do what a number of teams are and that's to, to be at the top of the table and, and looking for, you know, to be involved in, in sort of the promotion race. So a tough game, um, you know, but we'll, we'll look at them and what they what they do well. But of course, as we've always said, it's, it's about them, what, what we do and what the things that we've been working on. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, like I say, hopefully... Um, yeah, we can get off to a good start and you know get get some momentum built you know real early on. And just finally, left back, some nice left foot crosses got in pre-season. How much are you enjoying it now? Yeah, I, I, I don't mind this. It's something I've done on a number of times really through my career. There's always you know times where you know different things are needed from from players in the squad, and I've, I've always said as a as a player, you know whatever role or or job you're asked to do, you know that's what. That's what it is, you know. Our job to do is, is to make sure that that you always give your best. Um, and the more players I think you can have in the squad that can can do different things, then I think it's a, it's a bonus for for the manager. But no, certainly one that that I don't have a problem with. And yeah, I ha- I've had to use my my left foot over over the years. So um, yeah, just really looking forward to to getting off to a good start. There we go. That's Chris Gunter. Uh, looking ahead to the start of the season, obviously been asked to to fill a role that he, he says he's he's played before. Um, are you got got big expectations from this season? Obviously, it's going to be interesting if and when we do get a left back in, or when when Ben Perriton's back. Nate, uh, I mean, who who starts for you over Adam Matthews and Chris Gunter? <laughs> what a choice! Um, <laughs> you don't sound overly infused by the choice. Do you, uh, do you know, I just think 
like I've made it quite clear in many many occasions, probably more in our WhatsApp group, but like Ben will give you, you know, seven out of ten defensively. I understand that completely. I just don't think he gives enough. Um, which I don't think that's his, his type, you know, it's not how he plays. So, you know, that's the way it is. So I just don't think he gives us enough in the final third. Yeah, I know he scored in the player final, but he probably got a nosebleed after that. Um, but yeah, I just I just think the, the moves stop, slow down a little bit when it goes over to him. Um, and with Gunter, he's experienced. I think defensively, again, I think he's sound. Um, but again, he's going to have to keep chopping in. I know he's he mentioned there about you know, using his left foot and it's fine. I think it's it's fine as a stopgap, but I wouldn't be um, delighted if if that's what our two options at left back were. I just think we could be a little bit more dynamic, um, even if it is a young loan like a Martin. I didn't think he'd done too much wrong, um, to be honest. So, yeah, I mean, I'd, you'd have to say Ben just because of the balance. You know, I'm quite big on... Uh, you know, having a team that's quite balanced in terms of that left foot in the right position, you know. But I do know it, it does work sometimes, but mm. I wouldn't like it for the whole season, though. No, right. And obviously, uh, Chris Gunter there was referring to uh, Sheffield Wednesday uh, coming up on Saturday. I mean, let's have a, have a quick nose at Wednesday. Obviously, massive club, as 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 has always been the joke. And, you know, last time we won League, League One, one of the teams uh, we sort of went toe-to-toe with for a while before absolutely uh, blowing them out of the water... Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, clearly they've had their problems. Uh, you know, any club that employs Catherine Mayer at any point will have problems. Um, and, and Sheffield Wednesday, they, they've come down into this division. Uh, but a squad of their size, obviously they've got Andre Green, actually. I didn't realise in, until just now. They, they signed him in last January. Uh, picked up Lee Gregory today as, as a forward, a decent goal scorer at this level. Um, you know, I mean, a side you expect to be up there, Tom, a side that'll give us a, a good test on Saturday. Obviously, sometimes it's quite hard to tell uh, before the season starts, as to how a team will sort of land when 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 we get underway. Yeah, you you look at them on paper, and they're they're probably one of the favourites. You would have to say they've kept a fair few players, and as you say, made some good investments. And Darren Moore obviously wasn't able to keep them up last year, but I think prior to that, he's a he's shown himself to be a very very good manager. I think did a, a good job at West Brom and uh, and at Doncaster, and as I say, just came in a little bit too late last season to to be able to keep them up, but they've stuck with him. Uh, and as I say, he's a, he's a good manager at this level. So yeah, they're going to be a challenge. You're right. It's all about how they, how they deal with getting relegated and trying to bounce back. And obviously we saw how, how difficult that was last year when we came down. Um, so I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park for them by any stretch, but they're one of the teams I expect that we will be going toe to toe with once again for the for those top six places, along with obviously a host of others. Um, so yeah, as I say, I go back to the, well, I'm so gutted to be missing Saturday. I think it's going to be one of the, the big home games we have all season, really. Um, we've had a kind of r- rivalry with them, haven't we, over the last few years, going back to that that League One season. And obviously we've drawn them in the FA Cup as well. And, and we've seen them a few times. So mm. yeah, going to be a, a very big game. But uh, as I've said last few years when we're in League One, we shouldn't fear anybody, uh, and that goes for for them as much. As much. Yeah, certainly shouldn't. Right, let's hear then from Nigel Atkins pre-game. Uh, he was asked how the spirits are in the camp ahead of the weekend. Oh, the spirit of the players has been excellent. We've got a lot of young players. We bring a lot of enthusiasm. The senior players have been outstanding in supporting the young players and helping them in their development. We're looking forward to the weekend's game. It's going to be really exciting. 
you know, it's going to be what, 20 plus thousand fans, I would imagine. There should be some good atmosphere, music. The Alan Kerbisley stand's getting revealed. This is a, it's a fantastic honour for Alan and, and richly deserved for all the work he's done at Charlton Athletic over the years. So that's going to be great. And that's just going to build all the excitement leading into the game. Obviously, the owner's got a song as well, which I'm sure is going to go down really well. It's going to be a big hit. And that will help generate the atmosphere about the ground. So as I said, the players on the training ground have been working hard and they're really excited about the week ahead and the season ahead. But importantly, the, the first game that we've got back at the Valley in front of our fans. And uh, how, how's things looking injury-wise? Have you got an update on Ben Perry? And how far away is Alex Gilby? Yeah, Ben Perrington, Alex Gilby and Jake Forster-Kasky will be the three injured players not available for the weekend's game. And Ronnie Schwartz, Schwartz, should I say, Ronnie Schwartz has been back in training and we're building up his levels of fitness. So they're the four that probably, well, them three will definitely miss out and Ronnie probably will miss out as well. And you mentioned there about uh, Alan Kirbishley going to be honoured on Saturday. So that make it even more special. Uh, and it's the first bumper crab for 17 months as well. Oh, it's going to be a fantastic day. I know it's going to rain, but it's not going to dishearten anybody. It's just that the fans are going to be with each other in the stadium. You're going to be with your mates having a coffee or a beer. And you're going to be talking football and catching up and saying, oh, I've not seen you for ages and you're together. And there's going to be two teams going to give it rock all to try and win the game. You know, so they're going to be very passionate. It's going to be a very fast game of football with two teams trying to win it. But we're going to have two, you know, passionate sets of supporters who at the Valley is going to make it a great atmosphere, a great game to be involved in. And uh, but for me, the biggest thing is it's going to be a great day for the fans. It's a day that they're going to win because they're in the stadium, they're supporting their team, they're cheering their team on. And um, I'm really looking forward to it. And on to Sheffield Wednesday, another team that will be challenging for promotion. What sort of threat do you expect them to pose you with? Oh, very much so. I mean, obviously, they're you know, recently relegated. They'll want to be bouncing back. There's probably, well, you probably say, virtually every team in the division thinks they've got themselves a chance to get promoted. There's a lot of big football clubs in this division. Uh, it's a great one for us to kick the season off. You know, they've, uh, they've invested very heavily again. So uh, we know that the several teams have invested very heavily. Uh, so it's going to be a challenge. But as I say, <clears throat> Darren Moore's in there. He's going to do a great job. They've got some very good players. They're going to be a threat. But likewise, I like to believe we've got some very good players as well. That's a game I'm really looking forward to. There we go, Nigel Atkins looking ahead then to the opening day game uh, with Sheffield Wednesday. We're really tight on time now. So just very briefly, really, uh, Tom, looking ahead to it. Um, I guess the, the team pretty much picks itself at the moment. You know, you'd expect a similar as possible to the to the side perhaps that started at Fulham. Yeah, I suppose that's the advantage of a smaller squad is he, he hasn't got too much of a selection headache. So, yeah, I think it'll be much the same. Obviously, you, you work pre-season towards getting your final 11 out for the the last couple of games. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not overly concerned by that. As we've said throughout the last hour or so, there's a few more people I'd like to have been in. Obviously, you'd like a couple of the people that are out to be to be fit, if nothing else, to give competition for places. But, you know, we're going to put a strong eleven out there, that's for sure. And and as Adkin says, he's going to set up a team that, that go out there and play and, you know, work hard for each other. And last couple of years, I think we've really seen that, that unity amongst the squad and that, 
you know, that good harmony. And, and obviously, I don't think that can win you the title on its own, but it does go a hell of a long way when you've got players coming out just really enjoying their football and enjoying playing with the, the other players. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the strongest eleven we pick all season, but it's not a bad one to go into mm. the first game. Potential for a great day, hasn't it, uh, Nath? You know, obviously the the fans back for the first time in forever. The the renaming of the Alan Kerbisley stand now. That's going to be a special moment. Um, if we can kick it off with a win, it, it will go down in history of one of those more memorable games, and not just because we're beating a massive club like Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the rain holds off a little bit and we all don't get too wet. Um... Have a have a couple of beers and that, but yeah, if if we do win, it'll be a great a great day, and um, it'd be yeah, be one that we can always look back and go. Do you remember that time where we didn't go for seventeen months and it, you know we smashed the massives five nil? But um, <laughs> be great. I can't see it, but um, yeah, be good. Excellent stuff. Right, we've run out of time then on Charlton Live, the big match preview. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, to be speaking to you guys again. And I really look forward to seeing you all back at the Valley uh, on Saturday. Don't forget, we'll be back on Sunday evening with Charlton Live. You can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk, or you can tweet us at Charlton Live to get involved uh, with that show. Let us know your thoughts on the opening day game uh, against the Owls. Uh, but, but yeah, last thing to say, I'll say thanks to Tom and Nay for joining me. Cheers, guys. Cheers, boys. Cheers, mate. Good clean to sheet have, win. Yeah, clean sheet win coming on Saturday. Good to have you all back. This is Charlton Live, the big match preview. Can't wait to see you at the Valley on Saturday. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.